0: Hello, Eurovision fans. This is Eurovision on Air. There is a lot going on in the world and I am terrified by Russia's war in Ukraine and scared for the safety of Ukrainians, but also the safety of all of Europe. Please check information from aid organizations in your country on how you can donate to people in Ukraine. I would have a lot to say about the terrible things that are going on. However, this is a Eurovision podcast, so I will focus on yesterday's news and Russia's exclusion from the contest. Russia has been banned from the Eurovision Song Contest 2022. Pressure for the EBU to take a clear position had been mounting yesterday. The national broadcasters of Sweden, Norway, Finland, the Netherlands, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Iceland, And of course, Ukraine had called for the exclusion of Russia from the competition in May. And good for them. I am kind of asking myself where the other broadcasters were. After a decision of the reference group, the official governing body of the Eurovision Song Contest, the EBU issued a statement saying that in... Quote, light of the unprecedented crisis in Ukraine, the inclusion of a Russian entry in this year's contest would bring the competition into disrepute. end. This was, of course, the only feasible decision considering Russia's actions in Ukraine. The Finnish and Estonian broadcasters had even threatened to boycott the competition should Russia be allowed to participate. I thank them for their initiative in this because I think, as I said, this is the only possible decision in this case. Looking at this, it may seem like the EBU acted quickly and correctly, but unfortunately, they had issued statements the day before, when Russian missiles were already falling on Ukrainian cities, saying that Eurovision is a non-political event and that both Ukraine's and Russia's entries were expected to participate. I cannot understand how a statement like that could have come about. Anyone should have been able to see that this was an untenable position and the EBU did not cover itself with glory in this case. To the three people in the world who still think that Russia's exclusion is wrong because Eurovision is non-political, I have to say that war and unprovoked invasion, as in this case, goes beyond politics. I repeat, there is and was no other solution than Russia's exclusion from Eurovision. I feel sympathy for anti-war and anti-Putin Russian Eurovision fans, but also think that if you are anti-war and anti-Putin, you would not want to see a peace ballot or something similar represent your country while another member is under attack by said country. The news of Russia's exclusion were on many live tickers around the world yesterday and were heavily commented on social media where many people mocked the news saying that this would really scare Putin away. Now, granted, there are many, many, many more important issues at the moment, but let's not forget that it was Ukraine's request to exclude Russia, which they made while being under attack. So obviously it was important to them, and so it should be important to us. The news of the previous EBU statement that Russia could still compete were also met with disbelief and heavy criticism in social media, and rightfully so. So Eurovision always seems to be important when people don't agree with a decision, and it is then cast as ridiculously unimportant when the right decision has been made. Notably, more national broadcasters are also calling for the exclusion of Russia's state broadcasters from the EBU entirely, which hopefully is only a matter of time considering the propaganda. They are broadcasting. While this will certainly not scare Putin away, combined with the cancellation of major events in Russia, such as the Formula One race or the Champions League final and other sporting events as well as cultural events, this significantly undermines Russia's soft power, which Putin has used repeatedly over the last years. Remember Eurovision in 2009 when Putin himself inspected Olympijskie Arena to make sure everything would run smoothly and Russia spent millions for the until then biggest Eurovision ever to sell a positive image of modernity and strength to the world. After Dima Bilan's victory in 2009, Putin called the win a triumph for the artist, but also all of Russia. Russia has repeatedly used Eurovision to improve its soft power with peace ballads in 2015 by Polina Gagarina, who liked pro-Russian social media posts uh, recently, by the way in 2013 by Darina Garipova, not to speak of the propaganda war around Yulia Zamiliova's planned participation in 2017. Eurovision fans will have to think back on the Buranovsky, Babushki and Sergei Lavzarev's participations and ask themselves whether these were also attempts to paint Russia in colors that we now know are not to be believed. In short, no, Eurovision is not important in the grand scheme of things, but it is important to exclude Russia and preclude any new attempts by Putin to use Eurovision for Russian soft power and propaganda. To their credit, Sergei Lazarev and other Russian Eurovision stars posted messages against the war, often carefully worded, but clear in their message. Manizha was clearest in her rebuke. I think it's very good to have a person like Manija, a feminist immigrant critical of the regime, to be the last Eurovision participant and probably for a long time. After Turkey's withdrawal and Belarus's and now Russia's exclusion from Eurovision, the competition will become more Western and include with exceptions in the Caucasus, countries that agree on basic values like democracy and human rights, which will make Eurovision's aim of being non-political more attainable. That's it for today. We stand with Ukraine and bye-bye.